is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For part two with Keith Sherman, we continue the conversation on how public relations has evolved. We discuss his meditation. We talk about management of time and people and persistence versus patience and so much more. So I hope you enjoy this part two with Keith Sherman. Public relation, I mean, it's all relationships, this pub, this whole public relations. It's, you know, who you know, who you're talking to, the friends you've made, who listens to, who picks up the phone when you call, uh, you know, who do you, what phone calls do you pick up, you know? How has that evolved through all of the noise and the social media, or has it stayed rather consistent? The only constant in our life, besides death, the surf, and taxes, is change. Change is the only thing that it's 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 omnipresent every single day of our life. Mm -hmm. So if you you want to talk about the media and you want to talk about professionally, if you go back to the 1920s, New York had almost three thirty daily newspapers. Now this was before radio. This was before you know, I think radio was around, but television hadn't existed yet. At the 1939 World's Fair television was brought in into the public's consciousness and a few years later those 30 newspapers was cut in half mm -hmm. and then as the decades have progressed the number has been whittled down new york city if you count the wall street journal is the only city in america with four daily papers there are some that don't have any anymore it's all moved online so just the way the trend of, of newspapers has declined yeah. now, podcasts, websites, every, everything uh, is online, it's digital. And the most significant change there is that brands can communicate directly with their audiences. They don't need to go through a third party. Mm. You don't need to buy an ad in a, in a newspaper on television or radio. You can communicate digitally with, with your consumers directly. Mm. That is, I think, the biggest shift. And that puts more control and power in, in the hands of, of advertisers, brands, whatever. But it's, 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 it's shifted the balance a little bit. When did you realize the change is a constant? I have no idea. I've, I've always lived that, but I, I, I can't answer that. I okay. think probably from, without maybe having said it from an early age, because I've always been a guy that has to roll with the punches, mm. you know? You know, the, 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 the failures, the disappointments, they come regularly. <laughs> but then so do the successes, yeah. you know? And, you know, you just have to r roll with it. And when you can step back and, and it's, it's it, the benefit of age is being able to look back on certain things. If, if you're, you know, right out of college and, you know, you're in your early 20s, mm -hmm. you don't have as much life experience to draw on. So, you know, as a kid, I was I used to read a lot of self-help books and mm. it, it inspired me to understand the paths. I mean, I realized that I was not the first person to go through whatever I was experiencing or thinking or feeling. It's all been done before. Yeah. You know, it's never been about me, but trying to understand the bigger picture and, and, the, and the perspective of others who have successfully experienced life at whatever stage you're at, right? Mm. So, you know, it works for me. And it's important to share that with others, I think, to help others along their journey and their path. 
the and what I'm taking away is the the mental fitness of it all. We it's so trendy to be physically fit, but yet many people don't focus <laughs> on their mental health and the mental fitness of it. And I think that's what a big part of self help books do, is that they really they really tune you in to what what matters, what you should care about, and why. And I remember reading a book in my a couple of years ago, a while ago. And it was like, how to get what you deserve. And I was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to get what I did. I'm going to read this thing. And it proceeded to tell me all the things that I do wrong and how I should change as an individual and how I'm the average of the five people I spend the most time with and those concepts, which I think is just so, so powerful. How interesting. To keep you adapting. Yes. And understanding that change is constant and that it begins with you. Yes. And, and we're all just kind of poppy seeds on the bagel you know none of us are the bagel itself infinitesimal just and it's 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 a constant learning process and i'll use the word again open being open to to life and experiences and and changes and what was true yesterday is not necessarily going to be true tomorrow yes and and to allow that to be okay yeah i think millennials there are so many millennials in my life who are experiencing astonishing stress. I mean, you know, it goes back, I think sometimes social media, as much of it is a blessing, is mm -hmm. difficult because young people are forever comparing themselves to how many clicks their last post got and how many did their friends get and is anyone saying something, you know, really wonderful about me today? Mm. And it's a false sense of... Of, of reality and it, I think it creates a lot of untold stress mm. and it's important to be able to rise up from that and not necessarily to believe it but to believe in in your own truths and 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 the bar that you set for yourself in life mm. through all of the noise but the social media and everything we're talking about the likes and the clicks and the whole thing and what you should focus on and what you shouldn't focus on I'm curious how have you gotten better at listening to what's important? That's a great question. I make such an effort of it because we're all, you know, in any conversation, even the one we're sharing right now, I'm trying to process what you're saying. Um, and it's important to listen to, to the words hmm. of the person sitting across the table from you. And, and, to, and I'm very guilty of this because I'm a, I'm a ridiculous multitasker. And sometimes, I mean, I've got two phones. I've got to stop and just be in the moment. Yeah. Here's, here's a, a lofty. <laughs> they call the moment the present because it's a gift. I think that's an Oprah saying. I love that, though. <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's, it's vital. You, you need to be present yeah. in the moment. I think stress comes from trying to plan out the future and seeking answers to questions for which there are no answers. The future will take care of itself. But if you deal with what you're dealing with in the moment, in the present, the future will be okay. You can't control that. Mm. Don't try to control that. Do you meditate? No. Well, that's not true. I take bubble baths. I mean, it's I many forms that. of it. That's, yeah. that's my meditation. Okay. But I've got my phones with me. So. <laughs> also meditation. <laughs> Maybe also meditation in some way. <laughs> Moving along from the listening, I'm curious, how have you gotten better at communicating through spoken word or written word? I think that evolves with all of us over time. Um, 
I'm a, I'm a pretty good writer, and every time I write, I think I write better. Yeah. I, I, before I push anything out, generally of great importance, I have it looked at by colleagues or someone because mm. I just type too fast, and I make a lot of, you know, silly typographical mistakes. So, yeah. but I just it's it's speed it's you know there's just so much to do it's it's a busy life that we're leading yeah and there's just i i've got a lot of projects and just balancing all of that so collaboration that's that's an important word in life too you can't do it all by yourself i work with people i i live with people and it's you know i seek the counsel of other people daily and constantly it's, I mean, it's so important. And I, I wrote down asking about, you know, how have you gotten better at managing people in time? But do you even view it as management or is it all like a collaboration of people in time? So my work, yes, I am a public relations professional. But what I really do morning, noon and night is manage people. Yeah. I manage staff. I manage press. You know, to a degree, you know, I'm trying to influence the public's perception of whatever it is I'm, I'm, I'm selling at the moment, whatever project. Yeah. But it's it's all managing people and, you know, trying to, to you know, with, with colleagues, letting them feel good about their work and supporting them and yeah, yeah, being optimistic and, you know, just moving forward with joy in your heart. Which is, yeah. Yeah, which and you might have already answered this question, but I want to I do want to ask it anyway, this balance in life between letting things happen and making things happen. How do you view that? Or Well, we're not in control of anything, really, when you think about it. I mean, you decide what you're going to put on your back in the morning and what you're going to eat during the day and the color of your walls. Yeah. But you don't control the email that comes in or the phone calls that come in, you can push, you can be, you know, proactive, you can be aggressive to a degree, but you can't control the response. No. So yeah. it's, 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 you know, setting yourself up for success to the degree that you can, but you have to let it come to you too. You have to mm -hmm. allow the universe to open up to you and to let things come and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't and when that happens you move on to the next next i love that do you have any um daily rituals i know we did the bubble baths and the phones but is there a text you refer to daily or is there any the power the, the horoscope in the new york post i like to read that okay but my routines no i mean we all have our morning and daily routines but it's generally bouncing between all of the, the various aspects of, of my life. And every day there are new projects. The projects come, shows end, new ones come in, and it's new people and new circumstances and just dealing with things in the moment. In life, what's most important to you? Love. Love. Um, my relationship with, with my better half which is now more than 36 years. I mean, we've both been blessed. Uh, when his father passed away, he and his, his parents were together for nearly 50 years. They mm -hmm. were childhood sweethearts. 
when when my father died, my parents were just on the verge of celebrating their 63rd anniversary. Mm. So we both come from love. We both mm. come from rock solid families and relationships. That's rare because so many of our friends and peers don't come from from that that point of strength and that has given me in my life uh, a great deal of self-confidence and strength mm. to move forward particularly in the world of, of the theater and entertainment where there's just so much uncertainty <laughs> you know things open on a monday they they end on a tuesday and you you never know or, yeah. or sometimes it's 10 years from tuesday but yeah. it's it's there's just so much uncertainty so to me it's important i mean i have a an, an abundance of confidence in my heart mm. and that's gotten me through quite a bit yeah and and it makes it i don't know that it makes it easier but it, it does in a way makes it easier to process the uncertainty when you have that certainty in your personal life well it works for me i mean every human is different you know i mean everyone's circumstance is different you don't yeah. know Everyone has, has issues. You don't know what others are going through. But yeah. everyone is going through something in their life that's yeah. less than perfect. Yeah, yeah. I want to I jump into this for a moment. I want to jump into this art dealing. <laughs> ah, another side of me. Yes, another side. <laughs> how, how, did it, how did it begin for you? What was this journey? It began when I was probably about five, and I started collecting comic books and baseball cards. And something called creepy crawlers. I know those. Um, <laughs> and it evolved to dealing with paintings, works on paper, and sculpture. So I have memories of my parents taking me and my sister to museums in New York. And yes, being bored and getting museum legs, but yeah. being thrilled at some of the stuff on the walls. Yeah. And from the time Roy and I have been together, we've been collecting art. And at one point, every square inch of wall space in our apartment and our home upstate, his office and my office were completely covered with art. Uh, we probably had about 40 or 50 paintings on the floor. And one day he came to me with his hands clasped and he said, Keith, please let something go. So it was at that point I embraced the centuries old paradigm of collector turned dealer <laughs> and I launched a website, HelaKleinFineArt.com. Yeah. We don't have a gallery, but we sell art from the walls in our apartment, our home, in our offices. And um, I'm, I'm having more fun with it all than should be legal yeah. because I'm, I'm selling, I'm buying, and I'm really talking from the heart and, and I'm meeting some amazing people and it also amazes me how I'm able to combine my PR business and my art business and how that cross-pollinates each other. It's, it's kind of fantastic. How does it cross-pollinate? Well, we just didn't, last year I did an exhibition. I called it, You'll Be Swell, You'll Be Great, The Fine <laughs> Art of Performance. And right now we're sitting in my office over Sardi's restaurant and the walls are filled with, uh, there's a drawing from the, the original set design of um, Sweet Bird of Youth. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, there's a costume design from the original Broadway production of Hello, Dolly. There's an image of Ann Miller by Hilary Knight from the production of Folly she did at the Paper Mill Playhouse some years ago. 
it's just some great images. There, uh, there's a Cecil Beaton, Hello, not Hello Dolly, uh, My Fair Lady yeah. uh, image. So it's, it's, it's artwork that I just respond to and that I love. And I buy what I love and I sell what I love. Yeah. So that, you know, that's sort of a, a, a side gig for me. That's my, my other waitressing job. It's <laughs> your other waitressing <laughs> job. <laughs> has it, I, I, this might be a very, I don't know, heady question, but has since you've collected and started dealing art, has it affected the way you view, view the world and the way you communicate? Has it opened your mind in a different way? Or is it just it's simply something you it. love? It, it's something that I love and yeah. that, I, that I, I, I just do effortlessly and silently. I mean, I enjoy the quest. Yeah. So right now I'm preparing for an exhibition. More than a decade ago, Roy and I were at this gallery and we saw artwork from this guy, Antonio Petrocelli. Turned out that he drew dozens of the covers of Fortune magazine and the new yorker in the 30s 40s and 50s okay and the images these covers they took our breath away uh. and i've been harassing the artist's son for a decade and finally he said okay you can do an exhibition so <laughs> <laughs> i'm working with the grandson now persistence uh, persistence <laughs> is what i call the two p's persistence and patience um, yeah. And I'm working with the grandson right now, and in May we're going to launch this exhibition of Antonio Petrocelli's artwork and these amazing paintings that he created nearly a, a century ago, which still live on these yeah. iconic images. So, and I'm just loving it. I'm having a ball. Keith, the the everything you've done today, it, it's it, there's so so much has happened in your life. To date, I'm curious, through all of it, how have you balanced the achievements versus being fulfilled? I don't think about it that way. I just live in the moment, balancing achievements. I mean, the past is what, I mean, I've done what I've done, and, you know, I'm, I'm out there looking for new projects to represent and, and, and people to collaborate with. But I, I don't focus too much on that. It's being in the moment. And, you know, what do I need to do today? What do I need to do tomorrow hmm. that will, will, will move my, my client's agendas forward? Uh, and the past is, it's in the past already. Yeah. It's probably why I'll never write a book. Because I've never been to any reunions from any of schools that I've been to because... You know, today and tomorrow, more so than yesterday. I love that. Do you have any favorite books? <laughs> or articles? Or, I, I would mean, it say can be, that I don't, you don't, read, have to I don't often read books anymore. Yeah. Because I simply don't have the time. I'm just obsessed with art auction websites and yeah. just keeping up with, you know, I work in theater and film and music and television and dance and art. And, you know, I've got to keep up with all these different industries professionally. But, you know, in, in my 20s in college, it was really books on the theater. I mean, playwrights on playwriting, directors on directing, producers on producing, and, and the biographies of people like Max Gordon and, 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 mm. and, and some of the, the seminal men and women that uh, helped 
transform what the theater is today. I mean, one of my clients right now, for example, is the Actor Studio, which is yeah. um, uh, a well-known conservatory for the art of acting. I'm the first PR guy that they've hired in 60 years. I kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why is that? They're a private organization. They've, yeah. They don't really see public visibility. But, yeah. you know, now they want to make sure people know they're, they're alive and, and, and out there. And um, the Oscars are coming up this Sunday, and there will be a, an eight-minute piece on CBS Sunday morning talking about the greatness of this iconic institution. Yeah. Metaphorically speaking, if you could put a word or a phrase on a billboard for millions of people to see, does anything come to mind? Gosh. The word love, sure. the word smile. Yeah. You know? Keep optimism in your heart. Mm. How sappy is that? <laughs> you know, but it's true. It is. It's true. But the more you do that, the the more like the more people want to be around you. The if, more you want to be around if people. You spread that. <laughs> if you spread that, I mean, it, you know, it sounds kind of ridiculous, but if you live with that like that, you're going to be a happier human. Yeah. Yeah, that's just my point of view. It works for me. You'll just enjoy it all. It just works for me. This has been an incredible conversation. Thank you for taking the time. Is there anything else you want to add here before we wrap up today? Just go forward with joy in your heart and do things that give you pleasure and make a living for yourself and, and find love. People and give love. It's all about people. It is all, all about, about people, people. And, and, and the relationships that we have with others and forming those those strong bonds with 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 other people wow well that being said people of the world keith sherman stop <laughs> you've been listening to entertainment x the podcast you can follow entertainment x on instagram at underscore entertainment x underscore if you haven't yet go to apple podcasts and subscribe rate and review this podcast Join Clay next week for another Curiosity Conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening.